On this episode of Should I Talk, we talk with Zoe Kiko, the queen of self-portraits. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Shutter Talk. This is episode three of the new season because we did take a little break. But today we have a very special guest, a photographer, videographer. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> say what you are. I'm gonna let you define yourself. Um, Zoe Akiko from Ottawa, I believe. Yes. Um, unless I'm wrong on that. Uh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> you're global. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not from Ottawa, but I live here with oh, my okay. family. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Well, do you want to introduce yourself? Let us know. How are you doing this fine afternoon? Um, afternoon? Well, like Dak said, my name is Zoe Akiko and I am a photographer and videographer. I like to shoot mostly portraits and I really like to show other people the basics and also debunk things. I think that's very fun. Debunk because, Mythbusters? Well, yeah. Like <laughs> For I photography? On TikTok, a lot of, this is one that I want to do recently, is that um, they'll show in Lightroom, like moving it up two stops, but they don't tell people that they're using a raw photo so that they just think that uh, you can do that to any photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like I like telling people that, oh, that's not actually... A lot of people leave the stuff out because they expect people to know like the basic information, things like that. So, mm-hmm. and like, it can be hard. I understand why some people do that. Cause it can be hard to like, like if you wanted to give everyone every single detail, it would be like a 40 minute video or something yes, like that. Very true. It start becoming a lecture. So it can be hard. Um, but why don't you tell us a bit about your, like not photography backstory, but just backstory. Cause I thought you were from Ottawa. You said you're from Toronto. Uh, no, I'm actually from a small town in BC called Castlegar. And then oh. I moved to Ottawa when I was in grade three. And then I moved to Toronto for college. Damn. So yeah. Moving to Ottawa when you're in grade three, how old were you? 10? Uh, yeah, but I went back to BC like three times a year till I was in grade eight or nine. That must be nice, BC. Because it's funny, the last guest that was on was also from BC. And we oh, talked really? about <laughs> how nice BC is. Yeah, it's super nice. Was it like a like a mountainy town? I don't know exactly how BC works. Uh, yeah, we were more so like in a valley. Um, but it is really pretty. We're honestly closer to Alberta than Vancouver or anything. So it's mm-hmm. basically like Alberta. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Um, do you think that... Was that a reason why you think you got into photography? Because a lot of photographers come out of BC or like it's um, not a lot of landscape photographers, mm-hmm, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I think I got into photography because I wasn't good at anything else. Like nobody wanted me <laughs> on their sports team. Nobody wanted to cheat off my math test. Like I was always just like last pick for everything. But everybody always wanted me to take their photo, even mm-hmm. if. I've heard that they necessarily didn't like me. As soon as I had the camera out, they were like all smiles and being like, oh, take my picture. So it was kind of like a way for me to almost hide behind something and yeah. also do something that I'm good at. People so. like being the center of attention. But um, do you think do you think that you were always a creative? Because this is a conversation I always have with a lot of people. It's like some me, myself and some people like they don't think they can be creative, like a photographer, artist, whatever. And like a lot of people are like, oh, art class, you know, I was always bad at art class. So they think that, do you think, do you think you were always kind of like that creative person or did you kind of like find that recently? I think I was always really bad at traditional art. Like I could never paint. I was always, I would always get really frustrated because my drawings didn't look like hyper-realistic or things like that. And then I finally just decided to 
instead of doing text and other things like other people that I'll just do it my own shitty way. So then in my recent portraits where I write on things, it's very like messy and pointed. And I do that on purpose because I'm just not the best at drawing. And I really like the aesthetic for myself. The one thing that's amazing is like, I think we're taught that it has to be done this certain way, but that's never how it actually has to be done. Cause mm-hmm. like art is so subjective, like literally the ugliest thing to you could be like the nicest thing to me. Yes, so exactly. That's what I think is amazing. Uh, when, when did, when was, what did you get into first photography or, or video? Uh, yeah. So I got in, well, I got into video first actually, because I got an iPod and then we started making video stars. If you know what those are. Yeah. So I started making those with my best friend, Emily. And then I was like, this is kind of really fun. I really like this. And then it never was really something that I was like, like This is going to be my life. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of got more into photography and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to be a photographer. And then when I went to the camera store, the guy was like, are you sure you want this camera? Like if you want to do video, like it's probably not the best option. And I was like, no, I'm never going to do video. Like I don't need that. (laughs) And Here I am doing both. So I think it's changed a lot. How old were you when when you started doing the video stars, did you say? Um, I got this is like middle school or something like that. Yeah, like 10 till 14, I was making video stars. And then I saw (laughs) this girl on YouTube make like a little montage video. And I was like, I could do that. Like, what? That's easy. Yeah. So then I did it. And then, yeah. And now you just do both kind of thing. Yeah. Is there one you prefer? Um, I prefer video because it makes you more money. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other reasons? Um, no. It is true. It is true though. Mm -hmm. One thing I find, sorry to cut you off. No. One thing I find about video also is like you can be, there's like a less like of a bar on what you can do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really make sense. Um, no, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to explain to people listening. (laughs) Most Most photographers understand, but like with video, like, yes, there's, you can tell a lot of stories, a lot of this through photography and video, but when there's 24 pictures in one second, um, in like a regular video, mm-hmm. you have a lot more, uh, it's a lot easier to tell, you know, yeah, story. I agree. that makes sense. Um, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Can you Same. cut this out just for a second? Um, I cut everything out. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, because uh, I was just going to say and touch on how I think in photography you can manipulate it a lot more. And you can in video, too, but it's a lot more expensive. Like you have to know how to do like CGI and like you have to have all the green screen and stuff like that. But yeah. with Photoshop, I find it's a lot not not easier because it's not easy, but it's not as a lot far. less of a learning curve and also <laughs> less of a gear. Uh, or yes. Sorry. Like, you know, limit because people and let's get into that because I actually want to know your point of view. Mm. How much do you think and I ask literally everyone this, how much do you think gear can limit you in these in these things? Um, and how much has it has it limited you? Because I think you what would you say? I think I was talking to you had like an R. You just got an R5 or something like that. I just got an R6. R6. Is there a difference you think and things that you weren't able to do? with the old whatever you had compared to the R6? Yeah, so I had the 5D before and it was honestly perfect for photo, but it was really limiting me with video. And mm-hmm. I did a music video this summer and I was like, okay, I cannot keep doing this <laughs> on the 5D because this is just not good. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so I got my R6. So the 
4K is very nice. The thing that does scare me is like not having like 8K and stuff for the future, but I hope by then I'll be making enough money to buy a new camera. Yeah, you have to think too, is like, it's just going to get closer, not only with how much more money you make, but also with how cheap things Mm. are getting. Like, I don't think there was a single DSLR with 8K and now the R5 and a bunch of Sony cameras have it, right? Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. And like, it's like what four thousand? I don't know how much exactly yeah. it is, but mm, but the R five is a bit more. My friend got it, and it was a bit more than mine. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, my 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 production company is supposed to get one. Mm, mm, so mm. I'm just like I don't really want it because you know it's gonna be a lot of files and everything. Mm, and yeah, also one thing is like, sorry, the lenses I think mm. make a lot more big of a difference. What do you think about that? Do you mm. think you, would you rather buy a c- camera or a lens? Um, I would much rather buy a lens, but the thing is, is that I'm honestly like a very simple shooter. I never had a lot of lenses because it was something like I spent all my money on camera gear, but it was always hard to try and find cheaper lenses on Kijiji. So I always had like a 50, a 75 to 300. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got a hundred. Just the basis. But the thing is like some people, I think some people are like always like looking at camera body, camera body, camera body. How Mm -hmm. can I get 4k this, 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 but you, you are a simple shooter, but you just mentioned Mm -hmm. like you have three lenses, which are three different focal lengths, which can cover pretty much all your bases. So it's people need to stop like, you know, just like I feel like too you have to decide if you want to do like photo or video because I think like the camera body does matter more if you're doing video than it does mm-hmm. photo Thanks, yeah. Yeah. because of yeah just like the frame rates and everything like that and the ISO yeah. and so I don't know it's a toss up it's a toss up it's a toss up everyone because like everyone always says like it's 90% creative that's the one I've gotten a lot or like 80% creative 20% like your gear mm-hmm. and I think to an extent that holds true, but also to an extent art is always subjective. So like you can really do anything with anything. Like let's yeah, like you were making whatever star videos. I forget what video forget star what called video star. What is that even? It's I like, don't think I was doing exactly that. It's almost like it's kind of like a TikTok, but they were horizontal and you could get any song you wanted and you could record the entire music video for it. Like two minutes, whatever you wanted. <laughs> I think um, my sister did that, actually. Yeah, she probably did. Uh, There's a lot of girls who did it, to be honest. And then they slowly started taking off all the songs that had copyright because I'm guessing oh, yeah. they got in trouble for that. Yeah, so most definitely. Then I it was TikTok ahead of its time, pretty much. Yeah. And you can even like submit your videos to like a for you page kind of thing as well. And you always wanted to get onto that thing. Wow. They were above the times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So you mentioned, I think when I asked you like your little bio and also I looked at your website uh, that Zoe Kiko is all about capturing, you know, authenticity, realism, not like hiding behind your shit, um, which Mm -hmm. I love. And I think it's super important. I'd love to know why you think it's important and then how maybe it's helped you throughout your photography journey, we could say, or, or creative journey? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'd say <laughs> Take how time I, to think if you need. <laughs> how I get my photos authentic, um, I find... More just like why, how being authentic helps you. Like, why do you think it's so important mm, to so be yourself? yourself? Yeah. Does I that think, make sense? Yes. Um, before I was... Before I... Tri- Wait, let me start again. Before Here. I found, oh, sorry. Let me just say this, because I, because this is one thing that I've that I've related with is 
a lot of people going through life at an early age, especially like with peer pressure, society pressure, all these things will never actually like, you know, act like they normally would with a group Mm. or act like they, you know, normally would with their friends, um, which is not being authentic. And then when you can be authentic, and this is how I see it, when you're able to, you know, chill out and, you know, you're with your friends and you do some dumb shit because that's just who you are. um, Mm -hmm. That's like, that's when you know you've kind of like, you're doing a lot better in life and you feel a lot better by yourself. Yeah. That's my point of view. Let's hear yours. No, that's 100%. I agree. I think um, being authentic. Oh, sorry. That might've been loud in your ear. Mm -hmm. Um, I think being authentic really helped me really find my style and, Mm -hmm. I, it's kind of, it's a hard question. <laughs> it is. Sorry. Was there a point in your life when like you were a different style than you were, you know, uh, and when, when was that switch over to be like, let me find my style. You know what I mean? When I went to film school, for sure, I started, I stopped really posting about like myself because I kind of got, I didn't like how my Instagram was all about me. I kind of wanted to like tone it down a bit and make it more about my photography. So then I kind of just like slowly switched into taking photos of just other people yeah and then I did just photos of other people but now people want to see my face again so I'm like (laughs) getting back into posting my face on my main well maybe maybe that's one thing is like being able to like step back for a second and show off other people's authentic selves has helped you realize that you can show off your authentic Mm -hmm. self and not be scared of whatever people are going to say. 100%. Because I was definitely always trying to take like Instagrammer photos, I guess, or like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like one of those Tumblr girls for a long time. And I was just always so envious. I see it kind of still in your style though. Mm. Oh, 100%. I definitely still take from pop culture and Pinterest (laughs) and all that stuff. 100%. Well, that's the beauty is like you grew up doing all these things and obviously it's going to reflect in your style. And that's how like people I think will grow their style is 100%. All those stuff. Did they, did they mention that a lot at at film school about finding a style? Was that a thing? Cause I've, Um, I haven't been. Honestly, <laughs> was it just the technical that they taught you? Like my views on film school are kind of different. I honestly do you like it or not? I didn't like it because I found that it made me so much more critical of myself and everybody else's work. Like I would point out like the smallest thing, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. just honestly really negative. And everything needed a purpose. And I find that really got me, especially in quarantine, after I was doing myself portraits and after I did like majority of my main ideas, I was like overthinking everything, how every element had to mean something and like all these things because my professors and people from school would follow me. So I'd be like, I have to be showing that I know what I learned from school and all these things like that. Mm -hmm. So it put an immense pressure on me to be like original and like different. And it just made me overall probably more negative. I think I see that with a lot of uh, just teaching a creative art. The Mm -hmm. problem with that is like you can't teach creativity. You can teach the tools, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to a point where they're literally like, you know, you feel that pressure, even if they're not directly telling you you did that shit wrong, um, it's still like you'll, like you said, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll mess with your mind. Um, and I don't, I don't wish anyone on no. that. 
And I think a lot of the professors forget too that like the gear limitations, because I think the like to them just renting a red for the weekend isn't as big of a deal as it is mm-hmm. for a new college student. And I think sometimes they do forget that, and they do forget that yeah. we're just we're still just learning, and we're yeah. just not as advanced yet. But it yeah, was I great because I had so much access to so much gear. So yeah. that's why I really loved it. And I met like a lot of people and they taught me a lot more than honestly the professors did. I like the gear thing, but also like that can be a negative thing because then you're like, oh, I can't do this. And you think you so like you don't have this camera, so I can't shoot this how I want to shoot this. And you mm-hmm. think it's like the end of the world. Yeah, that's the one thing that I didn't like is that they always were showing us how to light things with like the best gear or whatever. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, a lot of us aren't even going to be able to afford that. So I wish you kind of showed us how to like jerry rig stuff and make it out of like dollar store things. Because I see that on TikTok too. And I'm like, why didn't anybody show us that you can make a ring light from stuff in the dollar store? So I think like stuff like that's important. Yeah. The beauty of the the beauty of it nowadays, especially, is like um, everyone can do it because it's so accessible, mm-hmm. and that's why there's such a, a gap for like people like you and me to teach people. Is that like the the film school is is teaching you how to use the top stuff, but most people, like ninety percent of creatives right now, don't have Mm-mm. access to that. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. So there's such a, a market opportunity. One hundred percent. I think mm-hmm. especially a market opportunity for yourself because I think it's like to sell to brands. I think it's a lot more attractive because it's such a lower budget and you can have such a better connection with the people following you. Cause why would you spend money on a commercial playing on TV? You don't even know who's going to see it yeah. when you could spend it on an influencer who is super connected with their fans and knows mm-hmm. exactly what they like. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I think it's very important. Okay. We're going to move on. Um, we're going to yeah. talk about self portraits because that mm-hmm. seems like yes. your ace in the hole. Um, um, I tried them, <laughs> I forget exactly when, I think it was a couple of weeks ago because I need a new profile pic. It's been a while. They're not easy at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, do you have some tips, some tricks, some things that help you making them easier or just like go through your process of taking self portraits? Yeah. So before I had my R6, it was a lot harder because my 5D doesn't have Wi-Fi. So I had to have my computer connected to my camera all the time. And then I had my mouse so that I could click the shutter button. And the hardest one I did was when I was in the shower because I had to have my mouse in a Ziploc (laughs) bag. (laughs) And then my camera was like attached to a cord to my, yeah. To my People don't understand the struggles. <laughs> no. They just see the photo and then they don't realize. I was, yeah. last week I was taking photos. It was water splash photography. Mm, and I saw that on TikTok. You saw, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the glass in front of the lens, but people don't understand when there's no one to hold the lens, you have to tape the glass <laughs> to your camera. And, and then a really small piece of glass. <laughs> yeah, it was not big. <laughs> it was the only thing I could find. And you're throwing it and then like you have to make like a shield over the top of the yeah. camera because you don't want water to get like in your lens yeah. but like people just see the final photo they don't understand Stand. but sorry no keep going um <laughs> and then so yes i connect it to my computer and then do stuff like that um what about with the r r6 now Mm, with the R6, I just use the Bluetooth app on my phone it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. um and you, sorry how, 
no, no, go ahead. I'll let you say first. And then I'll it makes tracking my face a lot easier because before it didn't have, like, it wouldn't be able to find my face properly. But mm-hmm. this one now, I don't even have to really think about it, which is yeah. so nice because before well, I, photos wouldn't really be in focus sometimes. Yeah. Well, I love it though. It's like you can still do it without the, n- the new stuff, but it's mm-hmm. just a lot harder. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, how do you get your ideas for, for self-portraits? Um, well, at the beginning of quarantine, I think a lot of people were more so like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on? What do I do? But for me, I was like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. Like, this is only going to last <laughs> I don't have weeks. to leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to leave. I can just do photos from my bedroom. This is so sick. And then I think I did like TikToks. I was posting like two or three TikToks like every day. And then I got up to like 70K. And then I honestly just kind of had like a breaking point because I just really over, like, I just burnt myself out. A hundred percent. I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then just the whole rest of quarantine, I've just kind of honestly been focusing on myself because I know that I'm never going to have this time again to be by myself. So I'm really trying to just enjoy my own mind because it should be a nice place. Have you been meditating? Did you try that? Uh, not really meditating, but more like yoga, and I'm more so like to just disconnect. But I guess yeah. it's kind of like meditating. I was reading something today because a friend told me this a while ago. Is he does something? He calls it a date with himself. Mm. It's like you go on a date with yourself or some shit like no, that. No, that's really. I was honestly thinking about doing that and going out and taking self portraits and just yeah. for a drive. Like you do whatever, man. You just like he said he'd like go to like restaurants and just eat a steak dinner by that's himself sick. or something like that. <laughs> and I think it can really help you kind of like just hang out with yourself. But mm-hmm. what I've loved about the quarantine is like it pushes away all the all the the noise and stuff, so you can like focus on what you like. Um, and then, yeah, obviously sometimes that backfires and you over, you know, you over, uh, mm-hmm. push something. Um, but like, there's a lot, it's a lot simpler, you know? Yeah. There's a lot, you're like limited if that makes sense, you know, yeah. and you can really practice the fundamental skills and like working your mind to get creative. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And you know I mean? think like, we're so lucky to be in Canada and get like Serb and things like that because oh, that made... <laughs> That was a blast, so man. much like so nice for creatives. Like every, every creative that got served was like. <laughs> I made more money off serve than my regular paycheck. <laughs> Low- I love yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you have your style. I love your style. Um, a lot of people struggle to find your style because it's a huge thing. People always talk about, oh, you know, if you want to be a photographer, you got to find your style. You got to do all this stuff. Um, Do you have a, how did you find your style? I'd love to hear the story about that and then maybe some tips for people. I think most of my style is in post-production in my editing. Um, I think, yeah. I learned a lot of that from um, honestly buying other creators' presets. And I know presets can kind of be a hot topic whether, and it only kind of seems like people who... Yeah, people are like, oh, you buy presets? Oh, my God, they're not your photos and stuff like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. But honestly, I just bought presets like a few weeks ago because I couldn't figure out this one thing. And this fil- like this preset had what I was trying to figure out. And then yeah. so I bought the preset and I got to go through all the settings and I figured out, oh, that's what they did to get that. And then yeah. I finally figured it out because no. there's just some things that you just can't Google, like how to get... Like, what's the luminance of that yellow or what's yeah. the luminance of that orange? Like, I want to know. People don't 
what was I even going to say? People like you have to learn from the people you want to like replicate, like not specifically replicate, mm-hmm. but get inspiration and things from them. And that's where presets, watching people's videos, like that's one thing with me is my style, like is just a combination of everyone that I've watched, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like 100%. Cr- <laughs> being creative, man, like, I'm sorry, but you're not just going to wake like you can, but like you don't just come out of the womb and have like bang you see the universe Mm -hmm. you see every single idea Mm -hmm. you get inspiration from i don't know seeing a traffic light turn on and you're like oh i like that green or something like that yeah 100 i think that's something that i used to get really frustrated with because in when i was in like high school and middle school i had this friend who she would always just have like the best most creative ideas and i was always super not jealous but envious because like she was my friend right so i'm not jealous of her but i'm just like wow you're so cool it's just Um, a competition (laughs) yeah And like, I kind of felt like I wasn't supposed to be taking photos because she was the photographer. So that's also when I was more into video. um, Yeah. Because I felt like that was my place, I guess, because she wasn't taking videos. Um, But anyway, um, I forget what I was talking about before that. (laughs) Talking about the style. Oh, Actually, I don't even remember what you're talking about. (laughs) It's okay. Um, It's okay. I feel that. No, I feel exactly what you're saying with the, um, you know, the 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 bond or whatever with your friend mm. with me and my friend how it worked I think it was more of a competition mm. so you sh- you kind of shied away and thought you couldn't do it for me it was more like dude I gotta be better than this guy mm. and I think that is there anyone like that with you like right now where you're like you see his shit and you're like I'm gonna do better than that you know um, like it's healthy competition it's not like oh your shit it's like you know mm-hmm. grow together no 100% but I think I've always I've never really been a competitive kid like I always hated sports I hated track and field day I would hide on track and field day because I just did not want to compete like I just I just don't enjoy the competition um I like it when everyone wins I think it's (laughs) fun (laughs) I just think everybody like obviously it's important to win sometimes but I think that just supporting people and I don't think winning is the most important part I think just having fun is the most important part my problem with competition is sometimes it can really sprout negativity and and problems there's a difference between healthy competition and negative competition yeah i don't know like if you play video games or anything but like (laughs) when you're playing like call of duty or something with a bunch of people and you're like in a lobby like and you lose like people will Mm -hmm. like make you feel terrible and it's the worst Mm -hmm. thing ever and i don't like that type of competition but there can be healthy competition that you know when in the end everyone wins but it's like Mm kind of if I don't know, I don't there's know. definitely people that like make me more encouraged to keep working and mm-hmm. to keep um, pushing towards yeah. my dreams because I want what they have. But I wouldn't say I'm like competing against them. Yeah, you have sold presets. I've been trying to sell presets. It's hard. Um, I struggle. I think a lot of people struggle. I think a lot of people want to sell presets. How do you go about getting your presets ready for selling and then like? Like, how do you get them to sell? Like, is there any, um, how do you, let's start with how do you build a preset pack? What do you think is important when building a preset pack? Well, I started building my presets, no, first year of college, um, because I bought these presets from this girl named Indie Blue and I really liked her colors and I was like, my girlfriend likes her. My girlfriend fantasizes about this girl, bro. She sends yes. pictures every day. That's the follow me on Instagram mask. That's her. That's who made it. Um, oh. Yeah, she makes those. Um, anyway, I 
I'm so bad at losing my train of thought. I have okay. 12 and it makes you forget everything. How do you build your presets? How <laughs> do you, how do you start? What, so you started six years, six, two years ago, my bad. Two years ago, yeah. Um, and, and was it just like, did you have an idea in your head that you were going to make those presets and, um, or is this kind of like you slowly build your style and then once you see a distinct style and everything, you're like, it's time for a pack. It's time yeah. to make money. <laughs> yes, exactly. So before I made the pack, I actually only had one preset and then I just kind of adjust that preset for oh, everything. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, when I was making my preset pack, I was like, okay, people aren't really going to know how to like mm-hmm. adjust the blues if it's a more blue photo or whatever. So I should just make a few of them that are like not they're not all the same, but they're yeah, similar no, no. so that when you use them, they look the same on your Instagram one thing, and I, I have your presets. I think mm. I was I was trying to buy them, and then you just gave them to me. So thank mm. you for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what and I like that because a lot like presets will never work exactly the same on every single photo. So mm-hmm. having a having a little a preset pack, and I think that's a good strategy people can use is start with one base preset and then adjust it for multiple photos. Photos. Mm-hmm. I've used a style where it's kind of like have a preset, but then try to make it work on the most amount of photos possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know and then like kind of like edit it until it works on the most amount of photos possible because it won't work on every photo but if it works on like you know four or five photos then it'll be good because good. it's kind of like a wide variety but that works as well is kind of like mm-hmm. adjusting and like it depends on I think like what colors are in my photo for which preset I use. Like mm-hmm. lately I've been really using the beach vibes one, but in the summer I was only using the Akiko one. So yeah. for the more like brighter summer things, I was using Akiko and then now beach vibes for like Christmassy stuff, which doesn't beach really vibes. make sense, but <laughs> should change the name. Christmas yeah. vibes. <laughs> I'm going to come up with, I think a, like a winter pack, definitely a Valentine's day pack. A pink okay. one, so. Do you think you're going to use the same, the same technique there? Uh, yes, I think Or do you so. just, are you just going to kind of make new presets? I'm uh, sorry, we probably shouldn't be talking about this because this is unreleased no, Zoe okay. Kiko products. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I think that I will probably be not having as many. Like I have six in my preset pack right now. I think I'll probably only be doing two or three, but I will be taking not the colors, but the like highlights and shadows that I have for my other yeah. presets Okay. onto the next one. Because you want to keep that style kind of consistent throughout the whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. that's like I, I normally keep my tone curve the same or very similar. Mm-hmm. But Tone curve is where the style comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you shoot a lot of models, I think, female models, male, I don't know exactly. Um, how, how do you make your models feel comfortable and how do you go about posing models? So that's a good question for a lot of people. So a lot of... Actually, I'm just going to look at my Instagram real quick here. I think that a lot of the people on my Instagram right now aren't real models. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you help them feel comfortable mm-hmm. through, uh, through posing? Cause that's a big struggle. A lot of not only new photographers, but usually a lot of people are shooting people that have no modeling experience, which like, obviously, cause you know, not everyone can have modeling experience. How do you, how do you pose people and how do you help them feel comfortable? So I would say that it definitely starts with the vibes that you give off. I find you really have to be like super welcoming and super um, just we're going to have a really good day today because Mm -hmm. if you're not, then you kind of just look like a bitch. Am I allowed to swear? (laughs) Yeah, you can swear. It's it's not (laughs) even just that. I think it's also just like it kind of 
makes the room ambience and like if you're up. uncomfortable so you kind of have to like you know mm-hmm. talk about but yeah sorry continue. Yeah, like, yeah you have to be the the, the hype the, man the hype man 100 and i think having music is really important because then they can mm-hmm. kind of just listen to the music and kind of forget also a location that doesn't have as many people around is really nice if there is a lot of people around then that's normally a location for an experience model um, yeah. but it normally is a lot of people that are my friends that I've been posting or like my more s- sexy content is my friends because they feel really comfortable in front of me and we, like, yeah. I'm never going to judge them yeah. for anything. And it's not like they have to worry about me seeing anything weird. Like they're my best friends. So definitely helps. It definitely mm-hmm. helps. I think friends, I love the music tip cause that can, you know, like when there's just no sound and you're taking photos and all you hear is like the shutter button, it's kind yeah. of just awkward. 100%. <laughs> and I think at the beginning too, like they're, the model is really self-conscious because yeah. they don't know if they're doing a good job. Like they can't see what they're doing whatsoever. And if you have like a team, there's like three people like staring at them or four people. So like it can be really intimidating. So I think I like being alone for sure. Oh, and really? not having like other people there. Like if I don't need someone to hold a reflector or anything, like I don't really like having an assistant, which can mess me up if there's like a it's, hair piece out of the way, but like not in the right place. Yeah. No, but, I, I like, I, I think a lot, having a big team can really like, that's only, I think that's very specific to experienced models and experience like, like, you know, I don't know, artists or things like that. Cause mm-hmm. it can get awkward when someone is not, comfortable in that situation especially especially location-based like even if it's not part of your team because usually like the team shouldn't be judging at all because they're just there Mm -hmm. to get money but when there's like other people around stuff it can get get pretty yeah or like their friends or something like that um yeah Yeah, do you ever is there do do people ever bring their friends like oh yeah i let people bring whoever they want because i find like i've had a few photographers where they're like when I was modeling before where they said I couldn't bring anyone and that's just really weird and creepy. So it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) no, you can bring whoever you want. You can bring a friend. Um, I also make sure like before the shoot even happens, I tell them that I like to shoot more scandalous things, but I also don't care. Like if you want to do scandalous and then you get to the shoot and you decide that you want to be covered, that's completely fine. I don't care because I find like a lot of people, they need girls in lingerie because they don't have like a focal point to their photos. But for me, the lingerie isn't the focal point. It yeah. does add like a nice, sexy feeling for the woman and gotcha. that it gives off. But it's not about that mm-hmm. for me personally. No. I can uh, shoot a model fully clothed or naked. So yeah. it's well, all like, up to them. Yeah, that's the thing is. Like, like if they're the client, if they're not the client, like really you're taking the photo, but it's not your photo. It's like Mm-mm. a picture of them. So you want to represent them how they want to be seen. 100%. And that's a problem. That can be a problem. And a good thing with the create, whole creative industry is just that like in the end, it's all about the client or the yeah. person. You know what I mean? You want to mm-hmm. represent them correctly. So mm-hmm. you let yeah. them choose. Let them exactly. Decide. Yeah. Um, favorite platform right now you said you're taking a break right so you haven't really been doing anything yeah like I've oh sorry no no sorry go ahead uh I was kind of like I've been posting on Instagram a bit I haven't really been posting on TikTok but honestly I hate Instagram right now it's terrible why why do you hate Instagram 
Um, I agree with you, but I'd love to hear your point of view. The shop button? What the heck is that? (laughs) It's right in the middle at the bottom, right? Yes. It's so dumb. Have you seen the guide thing yet? Or Instagram guides? The what guide? Uh, There's like a new... It depends on... The shop button, man. That's jokes. I've had so many people ask me questions about how to do stuff which was so easy before Mm. and they had to change it Mm -hmm. you can't freaking post from the regular plus button on the main screen you can't even post a four by five image you have to go to some weird thing reels is in the middle bro no one cares about the reels dog Mm -mm. we go to tiktok for reels 100 percent. i think (laughs) that they should have like focused more on the blog side which i guess is what they're doing now with guides like i think that they should have introduced either a reblogging feature or something like that so you can share other people's work because yeah. i think that's really important for growing i also think they need to change the explore page um into cool. something that's more like you swipe through photos like the for you page like on for tiktok you page photos. yeah i because, think they're trying to copy tiktok but like yeah just They're not trying in the to right way because like it's different. It's apps. a different platforms. Yeah, yeah. too no, many 100%. apps like They're- YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. Like freaking pick one. <laughs> that's the that's the thing about platforms is like people go to platforms uh, for specific things. Like usually like TikTok for entertainment, Facebook. Uh, I don't yeah. know what you go to Facebook for, but uh, family, <laughs> old family members <laughs> to see my grandma. Um, like Instagram to see nice photos, and then you know the occasional uh, random video. Um, and they're trying to kind of like just mesh it all into one which i get it you're like the biggest platform out now but you're just gonna sink if you 100 percent. it doesn't like it doesn't have a clear purpose anymore because it's like is reels the purpose is posting photos the purpose is posting long videos the purpose what is the purpose here and it's not even just that also i think a problem is like the organic reach like it's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. <laughs> like the I, reason TikTok grew up, blew up is because people could go on there, post a video, get trillion views or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you built 70,000 followers mm-hmm. in whatever quarantine time. Mm-hmm. And Instagram just doesn't have that anymore. And obviously every platform is going to die. TikTok at one point will, you'll get zero views right now. It's already kind of going down. Yeah. Um, but like, that doesn't mean you could just do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I is there any secret platforms you think that, that you've been using? Because you said oh you God. used to be on Visco. Okay, sorry. I'll let you go. No, you seemed okay. excited. Uh, there's this one called Dayflash. And honestly, I kind of stopped using it just because not a lot of people use it. But Explain it. It it has like a for you page like um, TikTok. Like TikTok. And so you can see a bunch of different photographers' photos. And it's mm-hmm. just so amazing. It's literally only photographers. So there's a little bit of models on there. But like only photographers. And you can say like who you're looking to collab with and that. things like that. So it's called Day Flash. Day Flash. D-A-Y-F-L-A. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Um, okay. Yeah. Photography influences. You talked a bit earlier about some people you're inspired by. I'd love to know who and then, uh, you know, why do you think you inspire by them? Yeah, for sure. So I think when I first like the first person I did a photography project on was the follow me to guy and photography projects was that in high school yeah in high school wait for you had a photography class yeah in grade 11 and grade 12 bruh Woodruff high school work on (laughs) oh you went to Woodruff what the heck yeah uh (laughs) 
Um, my stepbrother was you supposed got a, to go there. You got a problem with Woodruff? No, that's just my stepbrother was supposed <laughs> no, to go there. No, I do have a problem. Okay, go. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, we were talking about your about favorite, concerts? your inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did my first projects on those guys, and I really, really enjoyed Brandon Wolfel because, and the Follow Me Too guy because, and I'm pretty sure I wrote about this in my paper, about how they're using Instagram to really blow up their Mm -hmm. style yeah their style and be a successful photographer because I think before social media art was kind of just like you're gonna be starving but now I think people don't really realize how much money you can really make because you can make quite a bit of money if you know you're like if you know how to play the game it's not even just that it's also kind of like a flex nowadays like it's kind of like being like an entrepreneur is like oh you're cool you know what i mean yeah it's like being a creative or a photographer is kind of like you know a flex mm-hmm. if that makes sense which I which think i think so those people have done really well because they're and also like they've been like early on on trends you know on styles if that makes sense mm-hmm. like a lot of styles come out through big people so brandon wolfel with his fairy okay. lights okay yeah. all that stuff um who's that guy like jordan kowalski he always does those photos where it's like super low depth and then he like shoots super low and it's like a lawnmower oh, or something they're like, like that. really really he commented on one of my tiktoks <laughs> i was really? freaked out yeah I freaked. but he <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah but you know what i'm talking about right yeah he he has like that distinct style and now a lot of people are doing that mm-hmm. because of him so it's like you know you're able to kind of uh, uh, grow through those ins- those those I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think like right now the big one is like um, disposable film or film. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and so I, I find it kind of like is it a good photo or is it just taken on film? That's what I always like to do. Ah, that's a good point. That's interesting. And I I always use this example for disposable film because people are like, oh, you know, like you, that's a quality photo because you shot it at. 400 megapixels and then you know you go look at a film photo and it's shot at five megapixels but people mm-hmm. still think it's quality so it's like that quality versus uh, yeah like subjective kind of thing but yeah no i like that point which like is it a good photo because shot in film and i found that too yeah. when i took like photos with my film camera for the first time it's like these are all bomb but i don't know if they're actually good photos because they're just like it's just the edit that makes it cool exactly and i find too that like a lot of I don't want to like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like it's just sometimes it's just the flash is on and like there's an influencer like eating something and it's like, it's just like, is that a, is that a good photo or is yeah. it just a film photo with the flash on? Like it's, it's just, just interesting like, because like mm-hmm. art is so subjective, but then also like art becomes a point where like if a global people like it, then a lot of people will like it. And that's like mm-hmm. a trend with everything in the world. But like, just cause everyone likes it. Is it really good? And I like how you bring up that point where you have to kind of think about that. Because I think that like art is so subjective, but then there is like, like you can judge it on composition and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that stuff does make a good photo. Composition yeah. does help. Scientific kind of. Mm-hmm. You know. I, yeah, I understand what you mean. Okay. Um, favorite thing to shoot right now and why? Zoe Akiko, what's your favorite thing to shoot? Um, well, just tell me what you've been shooting. Cause that probably <laughs> means what is your favorite thing to shoot. Are you been, more video or photo? Um, I've been doing a lot of photo shoots, but then I've been doing 
a video behind the scenes. So like nobody's been really seeing the video projects I've been working on. Well, one came out actually in October, a music video I worked on. But Is otherwise, that the one with that girl? Uh, it's yeah. Very general, it's very general, but I think I <laughs> Michelle saw Michelle Tracy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was mm-hmm. really good. I really like the coloring in it. I Thank don't know you. if you did it, but the yes, coloring was really well done. everything. <laughs> it was just me and her. Really? The whole yeah. thing? Yeah, because we made it in quarantine, right? So, like, I had to, yeah, I'd wear a mask the whole time, and it was just me and her in, like, these shitty trailers, because we went how to, like, was, a shitty trailer park thing. How was the process of doing that vi- music video? Uh, Did she, she reached out to you, you reached out to her, and then you just started planning? Did you have an idea for it already? Uh, yeah, so we worked together before. I took photos, like, behind the scenes for her, um, one of her photo shoots, and she worked with my sister on a singing thing. And then, so we just got connected, and I started editing some videos for her. Oh, my fan on my computer is really loud. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, anyway, so... (laughs) I started editing some videos for her and then she talked about how she wanted to put out this new song and do a music video for it. But we were in the middle of quarantine, so we had to figure out how to do it. Yeah, safely. And just the two of us. Mm -hmm. Like, it couldn't be anything too crazy. It couldn't, like... Well, it was simple. I like that. And Mm -hmm. the one thing I liked about it a lot was, like, it wasn't, like, heavily reliant on, on performance shots because a mm-hmm. lot of music videos are kind of like, you know, eight locations, eight performance shots. This one was more like about watching the the visuals and then like kind of feeling the emotion that goes with the visuals. Yeah, 100%. If that's what you were trying to get, but that's what I no, got from but that's it. that's 100% it. Um, 100%. <laughs> and it's also hard to do performance shots in quarantine because, you know, safety and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like the more like natural, mundane look personally. I find it very, very cool. To make regular things yeah. more artsy. More artsy. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> you said you got an R6. Yes. Does it work with the lenses you have? Did uh, you have a, the adapter or whatever? No, I got a 35 millimeter and then I got the kit lens and then I'm going to get the new 50. That's the 51.8. What's your favorite setup right now with the R6? Which um, well, All I, of use, them. I use the 50 like when I tried out the R6 cause they came, um, one day and then you could try out all the R's, R series. You, you said about that, you got like Canada's something, Canada, Canon Canada let you try some cameras. Uh, yeah, but it's like, it wasn't like, I'm so special. They only let me try <laughs> yeah, no, it. I know what you mean. I know like, what you mean. You signed but, up for it. Oh, what'd you get? What'd you get that? You tried out the R5? The R6. I tried out the R6 because I didn't want to try the uh, R5 because I was like, I know I can't afford it. Yeah, and the second you try, you're so like, I, I want should, that. I should try the one because you're only allowed to rent out one. So I was like, I should try the one that I'm probably going to buy. But Can- Canon has pretty good customer service because mm. apparently I talked to someone last week and they said that they wanted to buy a C200 Mm-hmm. And they sent him like a C200 and like a Mark IV with like five lenses for free to test out for a week. I don't even know what happened. So I'm sure what you can heck? do that. Just say you want to try out a C200 and then they'll send you all that shit. And you can shoot a, <laughs> go shoot send a music it right video. Back. <laughs> send it right back. Um, do you have a dream setup or not dream, but like what's your next, you know, because gear is always fun to talk about as um, creative. Um... Oh, what's or you're this? just set in stone with what you have right now. 
I really like the R6. Um, my friend who I'm going to be making videos with next year has the R5. So we're going to be a really good team together. And, um, but if I didn't have, or like if I wanted to upgrade again and I had a lot of money, I'd probably get like the 1DX. Okay. Um, pretty fat camera though. Yeah, it is a fat camera. <laughs> my like, um, the Sawyer Hartman used to vlog on it. Do you know who Sawyer Hartman is? No, but I'm sure he had, yeah, has a big arm. <laughs> beautiful. It was beautiful. But yeah, so I probably get that. And then, like, I I want, like, it would be nice to have a cinema camera, but it's just not something that doesn't work nice. with your workflow. No, yeah. Yeah. And I want to start doing, like, traveling stuff and working for different tourism boards. So trying to get a cinema camera into some countries is not easy. So, like, people have to look at what their workflow is and then mm-hmm. see what works with it. And I, I made a video on what camera to get. And I was like, before you even start looking at cameras, think what, what do you use a camera most for? Like, I don't know if you just take Instagram photos or you do YouTube, you don't need a EOS R because you're not mm-hmm. like 1080 is fine for YouTube, you know? Sorry. I should turn on my do not disturb. All uh, good. Any more comments? uh, I was just going to agree with that, how people always ask me, like, what camera should I get? And I'm like, well, what do you think you're going to want to shoot? And they're always like, uh... Everything. Yeah, and it's like, no, you kind of got to figure out, like, are you, do you like a low light look? Do you like a lot of light? Because if you Mm -hmm. like low light, then you're probably going to have to spend a little bit more on your body. Like, there's... People should use their phone until they find out what they want. And then if they still don't know what they want, just get a, like, lens, like, get a kit lens but don't get like an 18 to 55 get like an 18 to 135 or whatever that that range is because mm-hmm. then you can literally shoot almost anything you can go from wide wide to and obviously it's not gonna be the highest quality but you'll kind of figure out what what you mm-hmm. like the most you know what I mean? the only thing that i don't like with that approach like to get a kit lens is because i find like a lot of people always get confused about aperture or they're like why like they don't under they get confused that the it aperture changes range. when you yeah. Yeah, zoom in. Yeah. So I find they're like, why can't I make it lower? Blah, blah, blah. So I always say people should start on the 50, 1.8. Personally, uh, that's what I started on. And Agreed what I did disagree uh, for a long time. <laughs> no, so 50, it's, it's a good lens. I, what? You think they should start on zooms? I think they should start on zooms if they don't know what they want to shoot. Okay. Obviously, yeah. like, because like, the thing is like if you have a 50 mil and you think you want to do wildlife photography like you're kind of fucked unless you want to run up to an animal and get absolutely mauled Um, and if you want to do like or if you get a 50 and you want to do landscapes that won't work yeah that's why i say but i 100% agree like the second lens anyone should be getting is yeah for portraits but (laughs) i think the second lens anyone should be getting is a 50 mil like Hmm. like even if you shoot like I don't know. If you shoot landscapes, you can still shoot good landscapes on a 50 mil. I think yeah, it's a good lens to have. Funny, mm-hmm. I don't have one, but. They're just so cheap. Yeah. And they're pretty cheap quality, too. <laughs> but I think it's metal now. It used to be plastic, and you could, the Canon one at least, you could like throw it mm-hmm. around and break it, but now it's metal, so it's a lot better. Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap this up. I'd love to know the future of you, your future plans. This is when you can plug, and then also, if you want to say your mantra, you can, but you don't have to. Oh, uh, <laughs> if you I probably what won't. it was. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> um, so what is next for me is I'm mm-hmm. actually moving out of the country in January to cool. a very cool place that I won't say where, cause I want it to be a surprise. Oh. I just want to show up and post a photo and be like, 
I moved here. Hi. So uh, if you guys want to see where I move, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Zoe Akiko. On TikTok and every other platform, it's just Zoe Akiko. And it's going to be yeah. up on screen now. Pardon? Yes. It will. Check her out, guys. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate that. All the knowledge you were able to help spread. No problem. Um, to the newer creatives and, you know, even the more advanced creatives. I'm sure they learned a thing. Um, yes. Thank you guys for listening to Shutter Talk, and we will see you in the next episode.